I, I got four. I got four more. I mean, there's a little four pack. It's like, wow. oh yeah. And how many more do you have left? None. That's it. That's oh awesome. my god, that's the last one, bro. So I, uh, my first barrel I ever got for the club was the first tumbling dice. Okay. With the Cadillac. Okay. Oh, that was yeah. the first barrel I ever got for the club. Or okay. I was told that that was kind of around that time, maybe. Uh, Elk Elk was, no, was by, behind it yeah. by, by yeah. a good bit, okay. but um, so I was. I have a friend that's a big E. H. Taylor fan, uh -huh. huge E. H. Taylor fan, and he's got some old ones like '60s and '70s and '80s E. H. Taylor stuff. And uh, he's also got a lot of the special releases, like the Sour Mash and stuff. Well, he's a collector, and he, he has a whole vertical. He has everything that D.H. Taylor's ever done, okay? This is collection very, very big. And I saw him on a forum, an E.H. Taylor forum, and he was talking. I was like, oh, shit, I went to elementary school with this guy. <laughs> so I reached out to him, like, holy shit, you know, I'm, I'm collecting E.H. Taylor myself. You know, my mom's maiden name was Taylor. And so I did the lineage, and we're not direct descendants, yep. but we're indirect descendants of E.H. Taylor. You're related to the Colonel. Correct. <laughs> we're, I'm more related to Zach Taylor, who was a U.S. president. Wow. He was in my Zachary. Yes. Oh, and, but E.H. is beside him. And the other thing about E.H. Taylor is he was adopted. Okay. I don't, I don't even I think E.H. Taylor was his name because he's the second. Right. So I think he was adopted. Well, anyway, I asked him, like, Tell me about E.H. Taylor, you know, what's the, I really like the small batch. And I said, you know, you can't really find it that much. He goes, man, you, know, you need to find you the Tumblr Nuts. So I looked on their website, they don't distribute to Texas. I'm like, yeah, shit. So then I reached out to the distiller and I said, hey, what would it take for me to get a barrel of Tumblr Dykes? And they said, well, we'd have to ship it to Louisiana. Okay. I'll, I'll grow up in Louisiana. You make that work. <laughs> so the samples come in. The first batch of samples are ridiculous. They're in mason jars. Ridiculous. 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 Good? No. Ridiculous. Okay. Ridiculous. Very yes. <laughs> okay. So, and, but I'm, I'm inviting like a lot of these guys that I really didn't know at the time. Matt Morrison, Blake Baumgartner. Yeah. Daniel Ross. Like I knew Daniel pretty well, but I didn't know a lot of the other guys. And so they come to my house. I, my wife did a great job. She gets these crackers together and all this other stuff. And the samples suck ass. They're <laughs> cool. They're like, shit. And so then I asked for more samples. And thankfully, the next time it comes through, they're, they're better. And they're a lot better. And so we picked that barrel. Um, and then my second barrel was the uh, Joker. Okay. And I, that was I, a good one. Yeah. And I still have. That's the only barrel that I've kept. Out of thirty or so barrels that I've that was a really good that I've gotten. Yeah, the the last one was in Knob Creek. The Bob, Bob Barker. Did you get one of those? Oh yeah, you got I delivered yours. Yeah. So I, that was uh that was mine. Yeah, I think my the I got that first Dublin dice pick. That was one of the early bottles I got mm -hmm. in the club. And the I got the, I think my very first was that Jackie Robinson Nulu, the 42. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, that was uh, good times. The new, the Jackie Robinson Nulu was good. And uh, the um, uh, Darth Vader, or it wasn't Darth Vader, it was uh, the Rye, the, what was it called? Um, 
No. Well, what do they call that? It was uh, um, it was the it was one of the sequels. Yeah. I can't. Remember. I remember it's uh, remember what the sticker said. It was. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't get that. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That was a hard one. Yeah. Um, okay. Same same thing. We'll do an introduction. Um, we I'll, let's just sit, have a quick shout out to Old Louisville Distillery. Then uh, Vault Arms and the Humidor. They're, uh, they just picked up us as a sponsor. Larry's nice. Office. Yeah, which is cool. That's awesome. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit about what we're, well, I'll introduce you, and then we'll talk a little bit about what we're drinking here. And then we'll start it. It's uh, pretty laid back if you've seen it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's really kind of laid back. It's not super intense. You can talk. Please talk as much as you want. Um, please, as much as you want about whatever you want. Um, and if you want to go down any paths, like if you want to talk about um, anything in the legal sector that's pretty cool, anything new or interesting or... Um, talking about the new courthouse if you want. What, what about it? Well, it's a pretty big project that yeah. it's just they're expanding it, right? Well, no, they're tearing down the old one, they're raising half of the square. Oh, building nice. a new one on that east side of the square. I didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna totally change the downtown of Tyler. Right. It's 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 a big deal. Sweet. Um, then we'll get into the the meat and potatoes, and then. At the end, I always like to do a shout out. So if you have anybody, any like mentors, friends, family, um, if there's somebody in your practice or whatever, brother, it doesn't matter to me. If you want, whoever you want to talk about, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Um, or if you don't want to talk about anybody, talk about that project. <laughs> Either way, I'm good. How am I looking right here? Am I? Oh yeah, relaxed. I'm assume. I'm assuming so. Throne. Yes. I don't like sitting back in these chairs. I'm always sitting up. I'm sitting up. It's all good. Okay. Sick game. Recording now. I thought we were recording that whole thing. Well, that was some audio. Oh, were you? That was some gold you missed. I know. Content. I will come back to it. We're just warmed up now. All right, we good. Welcome back to Spirit Squared. I'm Andrew, your host. We're here at episode 13. I'm very excited about our guest and very excited to announce we've got a new sponsor. Uh, we'll get to that here in just a second. We are at the Beckham Hotel and excited to be here. Love this spot. Love this little cigar lounge. Uh, it's kind of the, 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 the little secret space here at the Beckham Hotel. If you have a chance, get up here in Mineola and check it out. I've got Old Louisville Whiskey Distillery there in Louisville, Kentucky. They make great products and so glad to visit and get a shirt from them. Uh, we also have our new sponsor, Vault Arms and the Humidor. So thank you, Blake, and thanks, thanks to the crew. They've got a new location. You need to go check them out. They've got some specialized weapons there. And Humidor, always a good group of, of guys and girls in there. Um, and Chris and Jenny uh, behind the, the counter, they do a great job too. So go check them out. They're across from Texas Day Brazil down in Tyler. 
our guest tonight, Danny Nowhere. He is a local lawyer. We're going to hold that against you. Thank you. <laughs> um, he, he's, he practices in Tyler, right? And uh, we're going to talk about a variety of things, but the big thing that I wanted to bring you in for is to talk about a new initiative that's starting to grow in Tyler, and that's 100 Men That Give a Damn. Right. But before we get there, we got to talk about what we're what we're sipping here. Danny was gracious enough to bring one of the best picks, I think, uh, for the East Texas Whiskey Club. This is the last of many, right? <laughs> and um, this was the old elk pick that uh, the East Texas Whiskey Club did. Uh, he was gracious enough to kill the bottle here on the podcast. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's a great pour. Uh, and it's, it was a, it's a great starter for the podcast. If you are looking for a reputable builder with a proven track record and a client base to back it up, give Red Construction and Development LLC a call. Red Construction offers full design build services for new construction, custom homes, and remodeling with free site evaluations. They have an A-plus rating with the BBB and are proud members of the Tyler Area Builders Association, Texas Association of Builders, National Association of Home Builders, and the Lindale Area Chamber of Commerce. Red Construction and Development LLC stands behind the exceptional quality of their work and have the expertise, the resources, and dedication to deliver the results you need on time and on budget. To learn more, give them a call at 903-630-8660 or visit them online at www.redconstructiondevelopment.com. hundred men that give a damn. Talk to me a little bit about how it got started. I did some research on it, and it's definitely not local, uh, but it's it's migrated a long ways from where it started. Yeah, for sure. So the idea is definitely not local, but the way it started was I was um, talking to one of my fellow leadership Tyler classmates, mm -hmm. and we were he he made the comment that well you know. Tyler has the Women's Fund, which does great work in the community, and they kind of have a special focus on women's issues and raising money for, they don't just help with women's issues, but it's all women that are on that board. So we're like, well, why don't we have a men's fund or a men's group or anything like that? So we're like, okay, we, we talked to the director of leadership, Tyler mentioned it to her, and she's like, well, wait a minute, uh, I had this guy who has been interested in starting a men's group, you guys need to connect with him. And it turned out to be a lawyer that I knew named Mike Patterson. Ooh, um, yeah. And so Mike and my other friend Terrence Eights uh, connected. And then we also added Clint Childs, who was a, a real estate developer, and then Stan Anderson, who was a banker. So it's the five of us kind of are the, the, the committee that developed the idea. We started meeting last year, middle of last year, um, and we so, just so started with five men that give a damn. Started with five men that give a damn, right? With the idea of getting a lot more men to give a damn, right? And so, yeah, Mike had you know done some research on these hundred men groups, and so there's a lot of them across the country, and and uh, they we we learned later that they originated in Canada. But the concept, um, which is awesome, and kind of the appeal of the whole thing is just you try to get 100 men committed to donate $100 to 
four times a year, and you get together and hear from local charities, you have three presentations from, from local charities, your group votes, the one that gets the most votes gets all the money. So theoretically, every quarter, you're uh, raising $10,000 per meeting mm -hmm. for some local nonprofit. Gotcha. Yeah, so you guys starts in Nova Scotia. It's kind of the same thing, right? I mean, yeah. So you got a women's group that is, I think it's called Women's Women That Care. Yeah. I think it's what the name. There's a lot of variations on it, right? And then and so that then there was a, a couple guys that get together and they say, hey, um, uh, I you know we want to do something, and the, and the ladies are like, go do it, you know, and and this is this is the way you can do it, and, and it can be uh, and it can be organized in this fashion, and so it starts in Nova Scotia, it migrates west through Canada. Uh, there's a couple earlier. I think it's 2014-ish is when yeah. they start, and then um, and then it kind of migrates down, and then it started in Texas and Dallas. Yeah, that's my understanding is that the first group was in Dallas, okay. and then there's another one in Fort Worth that we know of okay. that's, you know, one in Houston. We And so we kind of looked at what, okay, because a lot of those groups have websites, Facebook pages, and all that, so we kind of looked at what they were doing to to come up with our own version of it right um but you know the the thing we like about it is it's like the simplicity is like the genius of it yeah there's no there's no nonprofit you have to create there's no you don't make an entity you don't have a bank account you don't really have you know a board of directors or anything like that because it's guys coming together to help the community right. and the guys are the ones who make direct donations to the charities so it's not like they're paying us, and then we pay the charities. It's they're writing a check yeah, straight to that nonprofit. Right. right. Yeah, I, I read on the uh, the website that um, if I bring a check, then it's it's tax deductible or can be tax deductible. Yeah, and that's it's, and that's up to the the nonprofit because you're paying them directly, and right. so you know it would be tax deductible no matter what. But I guess. We learned that if it's under three hundred dollars, they're not required to give you a, a, a non-tax receipt, but they they will. I mean, we sure. so we only had one meeting. Yeah, that, that was exactly what I was about to get to. So you said that you guys, the, the smaller group, had met um, last year. Yes, a couple times. We started meeting mid-year, and then we had our first meeting in November. November, okay. And and do you? I'm sure you guys have the stats, right? For attendance and we have the stats and it was a success. Yeah. So, okay. You know, obviously how many how, how much a give a damn was there? <laughs> Over a hundred. So Over like, hundred, yeah. So like I think our total figure attending was maybe like one twelve or something like wow. that. Wow. And then okay. we raised I think the total financial figure ended up being like ten thousand seven hundred or something. It was wow. over 10,000 raised and over 100 attended, so we considered it a smashing success. Absolutely. We were, we were getting a little worried. It was like, oh, this is our first meeting. Nobody knows what we are. Right. You know, but we were, you know, trying to pu publicize it before. And that's a, that's what I was trying to get to. What kind of grassroots did you do for that? We tried everything. A lot of word of mouth. Right. Posted a lot on the uh, the Whiskey Club Facebook page. Sure. Uh, sent out a lot of emails. But, you know, it's not a hard idea to sell. Right. It's like, you know, 
you're not making a huge commitment. It's just four times a year at a hundred bucks each time. Four hundred dollars, and it's like yeah. you know, pretty, pretty. It's a, it's a Close. good community. It's, it's a great thing to do. Networking. Yeah, um, yeah. That's the other part about this is, uh, you know, I was talking to somebody last night that was a part of the Centurion group, okay, which has kind of got similar uh-huh. uh, structure, okay, except. I think they're more the networking. It's more networking right. and kind of partying and, and you know, social gathering. And if you sell shoes, I'll buy them from you and that type of thing. Where this is more, let's just get together and let's do something cool. At, at, and it's also at a really cool place. It's the true line, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, Ryan and Tracy were gracious enough to have us out there without charging us. And so we use that little outdoor venue. It's perfect. You yeah. know, everybody can get a beer if they want. Sure. And then just socialize for a little bit. And then we have our presentations. We vote. And then, you know, it's an hour and a half tops. So yeah. It's not a huge commitment. Uh, but, yeah, first meeting went great. Our second meeting is coming up February 6th. That's right. At Trudevine. Right. I don't know if, will the people be seeing this before then? or will Yeah. You- <laughs> we'll be, this will, so we're filming on Thursday. Um, we'll be uh, releasing that on Monday. All right. So you'll we'll definitely have that. Spread the word. You can share it uh, wherever you like, and then we'll most likely um, probably tag a couple links yeah. to people as well. So that way, if they want to sign up, uh, or if they know of a charity, it's I uh, noticed that was one of the things on your website that was a little bit different than maybe some other websites where there's not a link yet for like. Not nominating charities yet. Yeah, we so the way we did it at the first meeting was we kind of just took nominations in a hat, and then we actually chose three on the stage at the event. Oh wow! Okay. So those were you know we had already contacted the ones that were presenting, of course, because they were they had to be notified and present there. Yeah, you wouldn't want to. You wouldn't have want to have a hat of twelve and. Then, they're all twelve there. They're going to bring us in on the spot. Sure. So we picked the three for our next meeting, and that uh, is Mosaic Counseling, uh, um, the Smith County Junior Livestock Show. Okay. And then the last one is Mentoring Alliance. Okay. So those three are the ones that are going to be presenting at our February meeting. Okay. And we're going to take nominations at the meeting, but we're not gonna pick them on the spot there this time. But okay. anybody who attends, any member can nominate a charity and then it'll kind of go into a, a hopper. And it's, the plan is for it to be just like a random drawing, right? We kind of have a selection process where we make sure that they're, you know, at 501c3 and right. all that stuff. So we're gonna vet them, but those are the three that will be presenting uh, on the 6th. And then um, her next video will be coming up in May. Yeah, I was noticing that that um, there are some websites of the other groups where they list like the charities that are waiting right. to be called, and and then I could go in and click on. Add, is that part of the plan, or do you think you're going to be taking nominations at the end of every meeting? 
Like you're gonna do this one? Uh, it's not set in stone yet. I mean, I like that because that is definitely one of the goals. So even if you aren't a winner, you're still people right. are learning about you. Sure. And that was one of the the wonderful things about that we learned at our first meeting was that even the two uh, nonprofits that didn't win the ten thousand dollars. So Camp B was the winner at our first meeting. Okay. Okay. But great. Great cause. But there was Discovery Science Place and okay. Courage Health were the other okay. um, presenters. Yeah. And they both got kind of a, a you know, above in donations from that event. Okay. And we were like, yeah, that's that's great because that's really what it's about. Sure. Is, you know. Letting these nonprofits get their name out there, tell a, a captive audience what they're doing, how they're improving the community, and get more support. So, um, yeah, we don't have the the nomination process. It's a work in progress. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> and the other thing is, is that um, some of the some of the websites that I was taking a look at said that, hey, look, if if you present and your charity doesn't get picked, you go back into kind of a 12-month waiting period to come back up. Right? Yeah, I think we're following that generally, that okay. you know, we don't want somebody to present and then be up again like Three next months. month. Yeah, next month, yeah. But at the same time, we want to give them another opportunity. So sure. I think we're going to, I think we don't have bylaws, like I <laughs> said, we don't have like a, you know, uh, a commandments of the. Uh, I mean, twelve the group yet, but uh, now, a, now year, a year is only three yeah. more meetings, right? So yeah. it's not. Yeah, so we were planning to follow that. Gotcha. gotcha. What do you? So you had 112 at your first meeting. Do you guys have any projections for the next meeting? I mean, we're hoping to get more. Yeah. Uh, and one thing that we we're talking about, you know, just projecting positively is. If we could get, you know, more than 150, maybe we could start giving out more, you know, some like $10,000 plus some money to the other two that present as well, a smaller amount. Right. Like if, you know, we, we hope we have that problem Yeah. where we're getting up into, oh, we've got $15,000 to give out. Sure. Maybe we could do, you know, spread it out a little, but right. we're, we're going to see if we, if we can get there, but you know. Definitely hoping to hit the hundred mark, hundred mark again. Right, but I don't have any exact projections for you. So if I'm if I'm watching this or listening to it, and I want to, I want to participate. So I, I know that the meeting's on February sixth, but and we know it's at Truevine. Yeah. Uh, what should I expect when I come to the meeting? We know it's out in their outside area. Yep. There's going to be a hundred people or more, hopefully more. Hopefully. Um, but what should I expect when I come in the doors and walk me through what a meeting yeah. sound looks like? Sure, of course. So the start time is 5.30. Okay. People start showing up a little before so they can get a beer or whatever, mm -hmm. socialize, all that. Uh, we kind of have a check-in table, and that was one of the things after the first meeting that we're trying to improve on is there is a little bit of a bottleneck with people like checking in because that's when we're trying to get the, the checks or the cash when people signed in, right. check their name off a list and all that. So we're trying to streamline that process a little. We have some ideas to improve that, but that's you'll you'll go through the check-in area. Make sure if you're if you're already a member, 
quote unquote, your name will be on the list and then you'll just decide if you're paying by cash or by check. Mm -hmm. There'll be, this time there'll be separate lines for that. You just say, oh, I've, I've got a check. Give it to the person who's taking the checks. He'll check your name off and you're in. They'll give you, so the, the check in is we've got these little uh, poker chips that have a hundred men on them. That's cool. And that's what you use to vote. So okay. we put that into a little uh, jar yeah. when we're casting our votes. But that that's how you're registered, quote unquote, is when you get your poker chip. Sweet. Um, but so check in about 5.30. The time between 5.30 and 6 is pretty much just socializing, happy hour type stuff, just going around meeting people. And we've invited our presenters the nonprofits to be there during that time right. where they want to just kind of be able and introduce themselves and yeah. you know, do a little informal introduction if they want, they don't have to. And then six o'clock is when the presentation starts. So the format is they, each charity gets five minutes to present and it's, you know, basically just them up on stage with a microphone talking about who they are, what they do, what they might use the 10 grand for just whatever they, you know, can, and do to convince us to vote for them. Right. Uh, so five minutes each. Those are over in about 15 minutes. Then we vote. Takes another 10, 15 minutes. And then, you know, final announcements at the end. And it's, that, there's not much more to it other than right. that. So yeah. it's, you know, sure. over, over by seven is the goal. Yeah. Um, and uh, pretty simple, man. It's just camaraderie. Helping the community. Do you do you happen to remember? I know it's been a minute since it's been since November, but do you remember what Kent B's intention were intentions were first? Um well it kind of had a leg up because it Veterans Day had just passed. Oh yeah. And you've got a bunch of guys that are kind of trend towards they they just talked about you know, the issues that veterans face, which of course, yeah. you know, we're, we're going to be sensitive to that. And they, they have a few projects that they're working on. I can't remember. It was, uh, I think Trent was the one who presented out from their organization. I can't remember exactly what he told us. Um, all right. I'm going to make another four. I'm going to, I'm going to go for this bottle here, which is special to me. All right. Kind of going, piggybacking off of what you just said. Uh, this is a Tumbling Dice, it's the six year. This is one that um, a group that I was in, I was an admin in for uh, Garden Valley Bourbon Club. We we did it during COVID um, and we shared this barrel with the East Texas Bourbon Society. Uh, the sticker was, we have your six, um, just celebrating those folks that were brave in the, the COVID stuff and, and uh, going out. Uh, a couple of the guys that were admins of that group were were first responders. My wife's a first responder, uh, and so uh, and it's a great pour. I, I really enjoy it. That's great. Mind if I did not? Oh yeah, sure. Should have said it. You absolute way. So here, you go ahead for it. I brought this one too. This is a smoke wagon. Shout out to Aaron. Uh, great, great pour. So it was private barrels, which uh, he's been doing a lot of his last six to eight months and uh, doing some releases on their website. Uh, those things sell out in seconds, so they're fun to, to get a hold of if you can get a hold of one. Um, so you talked a little bit about uh, 
some of the folks that are going to be presenting the next time. What I know you said that you had some a friend or a, a local lawyer. What this isn't the first time you've worked in charitable or boards or anything like that. I mean, talk to me a little bit about like what 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 are some things you've done in the past that that inspired you to get involved in something like this? Um, a lot. Where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm doing. Yeah, I've done a lot of things like that through the organizations uh, associated with the Smith County Bar, mm -hmm. which is like the group of lawyers. We have a really great legal community in Tyler. We, we happen to have, uh, for a, a city of our size, we have more courts than just about anybody because we have a federal court, right. an appeals court, and then, you know, all the various state courts, JP courts and all that. We have, I think in total, like 21 different courts in Smith County, Wow, which is crazy. But it's, uh, there are a lot of lawyers per capita, so sorry. But, but you, you, I mean, you need us. Yep, yeah, it's, it is a necessary evil. And what or not, if not evil for, for everybody. It does do a lot of a lot of good for for protection and for knowledge. <laughs> and so, one of the first nonprofits that I got involved in was uh, an organization called the Smith County Young Lawyers Association. Okay, that was when I was a brand new lawyer, and we used to have an annual event called National Adoption Day. Well, it's it is a national event, but we participated each year. Mm -hmm. And so, we had worked with the family law uh, judge to put on an event kind of celebrating uh, a bunch of adoptions that were finalized like at our event, which was always really fun. And so we would raise money to kind of buy toys and things for the family that they might need and give them like a gift basket Yeah, and um, kind of celebrate that. Um, so, you know, and I, and then I graduated once I became an old lawyer, I guess I aged out of <laughs> You were a juvenile. You were a juvenile lawyer. Juvenile lawyer. Uh, by the way, I adopted my son in 2013. Oh, that's great. Sure did. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, he, uh, well, I came into his life when he was like almost three. And uh, by time four came around, he was calling me dad. Um, his dad signed his rights away. And so um, I was very thankful for that because that, that would have been hard to have like the weekends and just kind of all that good stuff. And so I waited until he was 13 so that he would understand like yeah. what's happening. We're really 12. He could kind of make yeah, the decision correct. on his own. That so that Christmas when he was 12, they asked him, I hit, well, really my wife, but he was there like, Hey, what do you want for Christmas? And that's what I said I wanted. And so awesome. it was, uh, it was next year. And I, we did the adoption. He got to slam the gavel. It was all. It was really. I had all my family in. I don't have any kids of my own, so for him to take my name was awesome. Um, and then later on in life, he joined the Navy. And my dad, my dad's dad, my grandfather was in the Navy. And it was one time I was visiting him on base, and he had his like jumpsuit with my name on the back of it. It was oh. just. I had, I had to step outside. I lost it a little bit. So lesson, yeah, Great. it was cool. I had to tell a story. Sorry. No, that's awesome. Yeah, that's like, so I've done some adoption as from the attorney side. Right. And that's the one legal proceeding where every party that goes in there is going to come out happy. Right. Because it's like, 
it's, it's such a, a fun thing. It's such yeah. a, you know, such a blessing for our community. So yeah, that was, that was one of the first nonprofit type things I was involved in. That was a long time ago now, but yeah. So kind of graduate into the Smith County Bar Association, which is like the, the group of lawyers that kind of, you know, um, put on events for the local lawyers as far as like continuing education right. and get involved in events for the, the legal community. And then there's another organization called the Smith County Bar Foundation that mm -hmm. was created that kind of does the nonprofit side of things. Like um, one of the events that I helped start last year is called the People's Law School. Mm -hmm. And so it's, we, uh, we reserved five classrooms at TJC on a Saturday morning and we got six lawyers to kind of present an overview of certain topics that the public might run into on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. So that's yeah, cool. Addictions, yes. you know, basic criminal defense, right. um, wills, yeah. uh, divorce. I presented on like an overview of our court system, kind of yeah. talking about, okay, this is a federal court. Here's, here's our judge. Here's what he does. Here are the type of cases yeah. he takes. Yeah. Here's, you know, how you might run into them. Um, and so I think, was, that, I think that's, that's great education and you do it all for free. We did it all for free. TJC was gracious enough to host us without okay. charging us, which was amazing. Yeah. And we're planning to do that again. Uh, that's going to be in April, April 13th, I believe it's on a Saturday morning, uh, in April and, uh, it'll be at TJC. We're going to, so if you, if you are interested in that at all, it's uh, Smith County Bar Foundation. Okay. Uh, just search Smith County Bar and then you can go to the yeah. main, uh, webpage and there'll be a link to it in there. But, um, that's a cool event that, that I've been working on and we're planning for the, the second annual right. People's Law School event. You need to have one that talks about what not to do in a traffic stop. I'm so <laughs> tired of watching people. I, I get it. Like, you can, you can say, I don't answer questions all you want. But, I mean, they're just trying to do their jobs. They pulled you over for a reason. Yeah. Even if it's not correct, oh, yeah. then... It'll be body cameraed. It's gonna be dash cameraed. I've, I've seen some of those videos. That, I, that doesn't help. It doesn't help <laughs> you if you're saying you don't answer questions and and you're you're yelling and screaming at them. And it's I, I just laugh. It, it reminds you. Do you have a warrant? Do you, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just reminds me of like all the uh, all my favorite uh, cops episodes. Like when, when I watch those videos and, and people want to argue the law and, and I get it, you know, maybe there's uh there, there are some bad eggs out there. I get it. But nine times out of 10, they're just doing their job. No doubt. And so I, I, you know, I know a couple folks that are in the, 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 the in that community, the blue community that, you know, just said, Hey, look, put your, put your hands on the windshield or not on the windshield on the, on the steering wheel and just wait. And they and they'll appreciate you just, just be gracious and cooperate. Yeah, yeah, be cooperative. It will feel much better for yes. you. Yes. <laughs> and so you're you see it from like the point where they've arrested them and they've 
done crazy stuff. It just blows my mind. Anything come to mind like that you you watch and you're like, oh my god. Well, so I don't do criminal law. Okay, okay. I do, you know, I I handle lawsuits where people are suing for money only. So I got you. Prison is not gotcha. up for a debate with us. So you're you're, you're looking at damaging. touching. You're looking at damaging. But so for our People's Law School event, we had a criminal defense lawyer present. His okay. name's Jim Hubler, who's also a municipal judge, really good guy. Okay. And I I don't know for sure, but that was one of the things that we when we were giving him direction about what he should talk about, we were like, talk about what the situations where people are most likely to encounter where they need kind of instruction about how to handle it. And that was one of them, like a traffic stop where, you know, what give us some some common sense advice for people when they're in that situation. And it is, you know, right. It is definitely not what what's your authority or where's your right. warrant for this or right. don't say anything, you know. Yeah, you don't say anything but you want you want their, their supervisor. Right. Um, what's your badge number? Yeah. No. It's definitely not that. Right. Yeah, and if you have a weapon in the vehicle, you may want to mention that immediately at, as yeah. soon as they come up, for sure. Hey, I have a weapon in the vehicle, it's in the middle console. I'm not I'm not, you know. And they'll they'll appreciate you for that too. Definitely. I mean, it's it's a, it's a simple, simple thing for you to do. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Um, so, what do you think about Dallas's debacle? Cowboys? Yeah. Oh, man, you want to get into that? It's depressing. I like it. I'm a Saints fan, so <laughs> okay, I, so I live in depression. I live in depression. Okay. Um... It's it's crazy because they there is no denying that the past three years they have been a successful team in the regular season. Right. But it it's like unfathomable how it hasn't translated. Oh no, any it's, it's success very, in the it's very fathomable. <laughs> and and you know what it is? It's Mike McCarthy is not a good game plan. And He's not good at making halftime adjustments either. You have a recent data point that is hard to argue well, with. Well, <laughs> take a look at his playoff experience. Yeah. I mean, the, the wins that he had, look at who he had uh, quarterbacking. Hall of Famers. Yep. Is Dak a Hall of Famer? No, he's not. And I, but at the beginning of the season, I was very impressed. And after coming back from his, his, um, his major injury, yep. he lost weight. And he, and he looked much more mobile, and he and he, he looked a lot better. I mean, other than the playoff loss, he had his best season to date by far. Like, I don't disagree with that. Taking away the one game that mattered. I, I well, he did have a couple <laughs> bad games. He did. He did have he a couple did. bad games, and I think that Green Bay just uh, their coach game plan better. And and, uh, and on the defensive because, side too, because there's no doubt who had the better better athletes. Dallas has by far the better athletes. Yeah, yeah. Green Bay's the youngest team in the league. Yes. Yeah, and and Dan Quinn got out coached too. Like, oh yeah, I mean, but he's gonna be a head coach somewhere. Probably. He's gonna go somewhere. Yeah, it's depressing. Man. But it, he did, wasn't he a coach at Atlanta at one point? Yeah. Yeah. So he's not going. Yeah, he lost that Super Bowl to Brady. Yes. Go back. <laughs> yes. He will not go back there. And and our coach is gonna stay too. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dennis, last name Dennis, 
It's, uh, I can't remember his name, but anyway, he's staying. Yeah. GM's already said he's a big Allen? Bill, this Allen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's already said he's staying. So then it's like, all right, well, where's Belichick going to go? Yeah. I don't know. Who knows, man? Be interesting. I don't think he's going to be Cowboys. They've already said McCarthy's coming back. Yeah. But we did fire our offensive coordinator, which I'm <laughs> Pete Carmichael, thankfully. Um, well, cool. It's a simple concept. Going back to the 100 men that give a damn. Yeah. It's a simple concept. It sounds like it's already growing. I saw a couple pages where uh, they had up to 250 people. Yeah. So, I mean, this thing could grow that's into something hoping. pretty significant. That's what we're hoping, man. I mean, sky's the limit. You know, we, Do you we think... Do you think that if you got to that point that you'd need more structure? Maybe. Okay. I mean, I guess I guess I my approach would be, I can't speak from other, you know, founding members or whatever, but right. I I would kind of listen to what the membership is saying and yeah. if they feel like we need more rules then we would probably get them. Uh but I mean, again, that's that's one of the the beauties of the organization. Right. It's like you're not spending any overhead. You're not you're not paying the entity anything because there is no entity. Right. You're giving everything. Everything that's uh, donated goes straight to the nonprofit. So uh, I wouldn't want to make it you know too complicated because that's right. like the, the the basic premise is keep it simple. Why do you think? Because I I I mean I've been here for over ten years. This is my second stand in East Texas. And I can, I mean, I've lived a couple different places and it just seems like this area is more, is very charitable. Yeah. It's sure. charitable with time. Why do you, why do you think that is? Why is it, is it, the pro, what's it a product of? Man, I don't know. It could be, um, it could be kind of momentum from the oil boom days, possibly. One of my theories, it's that, you know, I know there's a story that in like the 1930s, I think our Sears, the Sears that was in Tyler was the only one in the country that turned a profit mm. during the Great Depression. And they got some award because of that. And there was a, there's a, an inscription over at Birdfield Park that's like for the Sears store. They, they made some kind of donation to the, to the park and recognized them for that. And that was because we had the oil boom going on in right. the East Texas oil field, and there are a lot of, you know, like HL Hunt is like officing in downtown Tyler and all that. And so I think maybe the family fortunes that were generated from the oil boom yeah. uh, led to Seeing some key life. family members donate yeah. their time and, right. and invest into. And they're like, okay, we've got a lot of money. How can we give back to our community? Yeah, they kind of started a cycle of them doing that, which is great. And maybe, maybe that's part of it that kind of survives to this day, which is wonderful. I mean, yeah, it's like there's so many great nonprofits. Yeah, that's one of the other draws of, you know, our organization is kind of finding some that maybe not everybody knows about, and right, letting them have a minute of recognition and more people being aware of. Yeah. All right, two two last things. One, what the heck is going on downtown <laughs> in the square? Well, it's it's, it's not going on yet. This right, is the thing. But yeah, there's a lot going on downtown. As so we 
the, there's going to be a new courthouse. So we have currently the 1955 courthouse that's in the middle of the square is outdated and too small and, and kind of a, a safety hazard for a lot of the people that have to work there every day, day, yeah. day out. It's falling apart. Yeah, it's not in good shape and there's like, one of the safety concerns is that judges kind of have to walk the same always with the yeah. with the criminal defendants that they're sentencing it yeah it's just not a good situation so we passed uh the vending machines are from the 50, 55 yeah. too i think yeah there's a lot <laughs> that, are, that are still in there right uh so we passed the bond uh, the the voters approved a bond election to build a new courthouse and so Construction has started over on the east side of the square for, so the first phase of the project is to build a new parking garage. Right. And that's on Ferguson Street, right by the courthouse annex. And so that's gonna be, because parking is a problem down there and it's going to be more of a problem as you know more people are shooing things downtown. But, so the first phase is underway. They've cleared the lot over there on Ferguson Street, and they're currently laying the foundation for the uh, parking garage. Next part of the project is to totally raise the east side of the square. So, like, there's a the old New York store, the Martin Walker Law Firm. There's like a bail bondsman's office, all that stuff that's right on Spring Street, right behind the courthouse, going to be totally demolished. Uh, that will start in October, and they're going to start, as soon as all that's cleared, they're going to start building, like, a 10-story courthouse right there. Wow. You bet. It could be eight. I don't know what the final design is, but it's going to be much bigger, yeah. more spacious, have all the new amenities, and it's kind of in the same design as the old 1909 courthouse that our... Mm -hmm. forefathers in their wisdom destroyed that was just like a beautiful building in the middle of the square right um so it's kind of a nod to that old building and so they're gonna start work on that once it's and then it's estimated to be completed in late 2026 right and so that whole side of the square is going to be totally redone new building right there in between the jail and the mm -hmm. new parking garage. Yeah. And then uh, right next to my building, so I office in the Regions Bank building. It's just north of the current courthouse. There's plans, it's not set in stone, but there's plans for an 11-story hotel to go in right there. Wow. Called the Blackstone, which is kind of a nod to an old hotel that was downtown that we tore down right. as well in the name of Progress. But so... Not the conglomerate, right? Blackstone? No. Not, <laughs> not the conglomerate. <laughs> right? But, uh, yeah, man, downtown is changing. There's going to be a lot of cool new stuff down there. I mean, there already is some cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm hoping, got my fingers crossed, that uh, Lance can still come. Yeah. Be man. our next guest. Culture. Cool. It's a great dining experience. We went there last weekend. Fantastic yeah. food, it was really, really super amazing. Uh, everything we had was awesome. And then, of course, you get done with food, yeah. you go to the back, yeah. have yeah. Rabbit, the Plaid Rabbit. And so yeah. it'll be, be awesome to have him on. And uh, he was just featured on one of the magazines uh, here locally. Yeah, I saw that. Magazine. So that was great. It'll be fun talking to him about that. I, I just read that that article today, and and uh, there's some there's some good nuggets to, to talk to him about at this next go-around. 
I always like to end the podcast with some shout outs. Um, anybody who was, you know, inspiration to you, friends, family, uh, if you had any uh, mentors or anybody that you, you credit to anything that you've done or maybe you somebody you work with, you know, that you think needs some special shout out. Shout out to my wife and kids. Yeah. That's the only one I to. That's my wife for keeping the kids right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so starting there. Yeah. I do want to give some shout outs to uh, East Texas Whiskey Club folks. Okay. Uh, Daniel Ross, Travis Bearden, yeah. Jay Lane, Blake Bumgardner. Yeah. You. Oh, no, not me. Um, those are the guys that do the work. Well, yeah. Daniel, all those guys, like that was like my first bottle of higher proof bourbon I got from Travis Beard. I yeah. remember it was Elijah Creek Barrel Proof. Okay. And I was like, what is this? And then, whoa, right. this is uh, yeah. eye-opening stuff. But yeah. I mean, that's, I love that. Like the, the community yeah. that Club has, it's awesome. And I love being a part of it and I appreciate what those guys do. Um, and I like to try to contribute in any way I can to that. And so shout yeah. out to those guys for sure. It's uh man, it's crazy how that how the group has grown. Yeah. Um oh, I remember joining in the early days, you know, first couple barrels and it was a new concept for me to do to see barrel releases. I, I and I wasn't I was kind of in and kind of out, kind of of the Jack Daniel Sinatra was my segue okay. to bourbon. Okay, I had somebody buy it for me for my 40th birthday. Nice. And so, I I tasted it and I was like, I'm hooked. I want to go look for other labels. And so then I stumble into Bourbon Society, and then the Whiskey Club. Yeah. And so, just seeing how productive, and and not only that, but every, you know, end of the year. The giving that we yeah we exactly. produce and then Yvonne has a for the silent and then you have the bottle giveaway oh yeah it's great and then if somebody is impacted typically they do a fundraiser for them yeah. and uh, dude we we got a ton of members at my hundred our first hundred men yeah. meeting which was awesome to see like yeah all those guys were there uh, yeah. I didn't mention Matt Morrison give him okay. a shout out then, sorry Matt hey congratulations. My, you know, it's great. Yeah, it's yeah, oh, great. awesome. It's great. And then my brother, I didn't even mention him yet. Yes. So he could be my last shout out. There you go. Um, shout out to Brett. Shout out to Brett. Uh, but yeah, man, love it. Yeah, it's a, it's a great community. Um, they've afforded me an opportunity to do something that I'm passionate about, and that's work with distillers and distributors. Yeah. I love doing that side of things. I let all those guys kind of do their thing because they're better with like the handoffs and all that good stuff. And, and I, I enjoy what I do. Uh, it's, it, it's a great community. They're great guys. I've been uh, in on picks with every one of them, including Jared Weaver. Yeah. Um, who's, Didn't uh, mention yeah. Um, he's, they're all, they're all awesome. Uh, and Richard Carey too. That's right. Uh, so we got to get the full list of I'm, I'm like tacking them off just because. Can we leave anybody? As I'm telling this story, I'm like remembering like who I've done picks with and uh, Mike McClellan. We should. Well, yeah, I mean Mike's a great guy. I've done a lot of picks at his house. Uh, he's very charitable with not only his time, yes. uh, but and and of course when we do these things, we're donating time, money, yep. uh, and his home. 
Yep. And so uh, it's it's an awesome community. I I I couldn't like I've left other clubs because of the differences between the way they conduct business and the way this group yeah. conducts business. And it's it, we're very lucky to have such a positive experience. Yeah, it is amazing to be staying that, especially the Stanleys. When we go to Stanleys yeah. and we do that kind of stuff, right? It's uh, it's it's just very cool. So, man, it's been awesome and having you so glad to to get your your nonprofit uh, kind of. It's not really a nonprofit. It's like motivated for nonprofits, right? And uh, it's a it's a great organization. We're gonna make sure that we get this content pushed on, in Tyler. Appreciate it. Because um, so far the podcast has kind of stayed in the Mineola, Lindale kind of area, and over 2024, I think we've got enough followers and likes that we can get things migrated. Um, not forgetting our roots here in Mineola, but get it migrated to more into Tyler. We, I've taken a look. There's just not a lot of podcasts, especially not like this, where it's all about our guests. It's, I want to get your information, uh, what you're doing, out to the public. And uh, and I think that's it's, it's not as edgy as maybe some other podcasts. It's just not. But I, I love it. bourbon. Well, yeah, of course. Like that. Um, but I, I love the... Uh, the content that we're producing, and I love the guests that, that are coming on, and I hope I hope our viewers do too. Yeah, thanks, yes. man. So appreciate you. Having yep. So as I said before, our next guest, we're hoping to have, a, you know, Lance is always tentative. He's a busy <laughs> guy, but Lance McCorder for our ETX culture, he's a he's a. Well, I mean, he was on a TV series uh, as a chef. He's been all over the world. Uh, he's done a lot for Tyler. Um, downtown, he's helped a, a lot with the re revitalization. He's our next guest, and looking forward to have him later on. So, two episodes ago, we had a live uh, podcast, or at least we had an audience, and we're looking to do that again here very soon with our new affiliation with Vault Arms and Humidor. We're looking to do some some live stuff with the Humidor, so. Stay tuned here in our couple next couple of episodes. We may be able to share a little bit more and uh, love for you guys to tune in to this one and future ones. Thanks so much. All right, man. Chill, thanks, thanks, man. Thank you. Thanks for knowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's good. Where are we at? Uh, just over 50 minutes. 50 minutes. Damn. I thought we had more than that. But I mean, 50 is better than three hours. Flew by. Yeah. No. You can do more if you want. I don't care. <laughs> and I tried to dive into a couple different things, but I was like, how much do people want to hear yeah, uh, right. us talking about shit? <laughs> we ain't talking heads. Um, yeah. Talking about cowboys. We could, I could complain about that for a while, yeah. but nobody wants to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>